Hello, my friends. If you haven't already noticed by now, training, coaching, helping people is one of my passions. So I want to give you one more episode for today. And this episode is about my trip, recent trip, to Europe. So I'm going to use that to describe to you what a lot of people have said. Phil, this is so difficult. The Pembok guy throws me into a twirl. Now, for those of you who have started listening to me, my goodness, this channel is growing and growing and growing. Thank you for joining me. I would like to ask your favor. Hit the like button. Hit the review button. If you're enjoying this content, I need your help to help more people know about this channel. All right. So if you're listening on any of the podcast systems, whether you are on Android or Apple or Spotify, Podcast Addict, wherever you are listening. Hey, do me a favor and hit the like button. I need your help. Okay. I need your help to help other people know about this podcast. All right. Pembok Guide has 49 processes, but honestly, you need to look at them as basic easy to understand simple stuff it really depends on who's talking to you about this stuff so my trip to europe very recently to the united kingdom it started off with me authorizing the trip to say phil you're getting on a plane and you're going to the united kingdom because you got family there who haven't seen you since this crazy pandemic kicked in so i authorized it you know what we call that authorization that's developed project charter And then I began to think about my stakeholders, my family members, friends, people that I needed to connect with. That is identify stakeholders. And that is initiating just two things. Now, when it came to planning my journey, I had to hold everything together. My goodness, there were so many moving parts. There was a ridiculous COVID test that I had to do in the United States. Then before I left the United States, I had to book a COVID test in the United Kingdom. And then when I got to United Kingdom, I had to do the test. There were so many things I had to do. And then I had to go on to this gov.uk site. And I had to tell the UK government that I was going to be in London. Where I was going to stay. My mom's place. The places I stayed. I had to let them know every single thing. That's like planning on a project. So I had to integrate everything. Hold all the moving parts. I had to decide on the scope. There were some trips I wanted to make in the United Kingdom, but I I decided not to because I looked at the risk. You see the lingo? I had scope that was cut because the risk of traveling on those crazy trains where people are, you know, coughing and sneezing in your face. I I didn't want to risk anything. Remember, those of you who follow me closely, you know, I've been attacked by the stupid COVID. I've had it once before, so I didn't want to have it again. So I I try to keep my distance, you know, put the mask on, do everything I needed to do. But but I suddenly had to cut some of my scope. Are you getting the narrative? As a result of the risk of exposure, I cut the scope and then I had to schedule everything. That's schedule management. Is it beginning to make sense? Planning is all about one, integration, two, scoping out the project, three, scheduling the project like I did, four, the fun part, costing out the project, the amount of money I spent on those tests, so much money on those tests, because the moment I arrived at Heathrow, I realized, oh my goodness, I I need to spend almost $300 on these tests, because the approved government test places are the only ones you can use. So I had to do those tests and I had to report, but I had to cost it. See, that's the cost element. And then I had to think about quality, quality, standard of living. What do I want for myself? Which quality level do I want to uphold? 
in terms of where I will stay, what I will eat, where I will go. That's quality. And then I also had to think about upholding a quality level for my customers because while I was on the move, I needed to be in a virtual studio training still, just like nothing ever happened, just like I never left the United States. So I had to uphold that level of quality. And then I had to buy a lot of resources that I had not anticipated. I had to buy microphones. I had to buy cables. I had to buy a number of things because to be quite honest, there were things I didn't take. And I had to buy a bunch of things when I was there. So that's resources. I had to make sure communications were flowing between my students, people that I'm coaching, training and mentoring. I had to make sure that that was all part of what I focused on. And of course, I had to communicate with the UK government to let them know I had arrived. I had taken my test. It was negative. So on. So moving on to the area of risk, there were a number of things that I decided not to do as a risk coping mechanism so I cut off the scope and this goes to risk management you know in the world of risk you take a look at what you need to do and you ask the question can we go without doing that remember in the PMBOK guide it tells you the most radical risk response is to cut off scope well that's what I did the places I didn't go but there were a bunch of places I did go a bunch of nice places I did eat and a bunch of places I did visit you know hang out with family and all that So I I was very risk aware, risk conscious. Remember, I've had this thing before and the numbers in the UK through the roof, crazily high. In fact, my goodness, the numbers right now, I don't know what Boris is going to do about those numbers, (laughs) but thank goodness people aren't winding up in the hospital. Anyway, that's a totally different story. But I, I took a look at the risk. And then as far as procurement is concerned, I chose my favorite vendor. Should I call them a vendor or seller, right, for my flights? None other than British Airways chose them. Um, chose Uber for my commuting within the United Kingdom, right? Um, sorry, black cabs. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't take any black cabs. I stuck to Uber. And um, other vendors I used, you know, as far as supplying me whatever I needed, eating at some particular restaurants, stuff like that. So I had to plan all of that. That's planning. We just covered integration, scope, schedule, cost, quality, resources, communications, risk, procurement, and stakeholder. Boom. That's how project management is. It's an approach to life. You got to start seeing project management through a life lens, my friends. That's really what it's about. Life. Project management is all about managing the events around you. Many of the events are predictive. Like, I mean, I've traveled across the pond a gazillion times, right? So there's some things that are very predictive, but there's some things that were more agile oriented, like the tests and, you know, choosing a a, a good vendor, talking about vendors again or subcontractors. I ended up choosing Boots for one of my tests, but there was another vendor at Canary Wharf. My goodness, those folks... They were less pricey than the others, but but nonetheless, finding them was looking for a needle in the haystack, you know. So talk about planning. These are all the things you plan, right? And then moving into executing. Well, as a good project manager, I'm very proud to say I executed flawlessly. <laughs> I executed flawlessly. I monitored and controlled. I'm a stickler for monitoring and controlling, communicating through great executing, keeping everyone on track as far as where I am, what is going on, when am I going to arrive, this, that, and the other. You know, I called my hotel ahead of time, got some information from them, called family members. That's like a project. 
you gotta you gotta communicate effectively and then you gotta monitor so i monitored my flights when it was time for me to come back to the united states i was taking a look at my flights and realized oh we're gonna be late not gonna arrive on time and that's just like a project and then closing out the project finally got back in after did i did my test after i had flown got back in and closed out closed out my paperwork (laughs) And, and here i am i'm back talking to you and that's how you need to approach project management my friends look for instances in your life where you have managed temporary endeavors those are projects how about cooking a meal cooking a meal is a project cooking a meal like recently i've dabbled into some asian cuisine recipes right and i've become quite an expert i will not share my secrets but i can tell you cooking a dish is a project research i had to do so much research for the ingredients that i used to cook the most recent invention of mine which is fried rice that tastes just like a well-known restaurant right here in the valley but i'm not going to tell you the restaurant because they might come looking for me (laughs) wondering how i got their recipe no i did a lot of research but cooking a dish is a project it has a beginning it has an end and when i serve that dish to my kids my goodness they're asking me for more they're asking me for more they they are raving fans of my cooking right now let me just let me just say that but i did it like a project i had to study i had to study i had to go to five different stores to get the ingredients for my most recent dish but at the end there's nothing like a stakeholder being delighted you know what i'm saying when your kids are raving fans of your cooking and your dad you know you've probably done something right moms of course you know you are all over that stuff in the kitchen a lot of us guys we need extra help right but cooking a dish it's a project you know one of my students may may said oh i've got a perfect example i've got a perfect example of agile and predictive i said what she said well when my mom is cooking she does a lot of experiments she puts a little bit of salt and then she serves you right there and says does this taste like what you would like and if not she does something else to the cooking talk about the minimum viable product you see you can find examples of all of this stuff we're talking about in your day-to-day trust me before i got deep into this stuff i thought oh project management and real life they're two different things no 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 they're all one thing whether you're talking about agile whether you're talking about predictive it's all one fluid thing so i, I want you to begin look to look at your everyday life and project management as being business as usual and stop saying the pembok guide is hard no it's hard because people make it hard right i will make it simple for you if look if you like this narrative right that what i'm saying is it sounds like what you can use to study you need to be in one of my coaching sessions or one of my classes go to two websites one go on down to pmanonymous.com because you can have one-on-one coaching with me 
how we can banter all day long about this stuff from your world. And I will show you that you are actually a project manager, right? And then go on down to projectmanagementmasterclass.com. And if you want to be part of my masterclass for any of the months of the year, just go on down there, sign up, come to the class. You will be amazed at how much project management you already know. I put it to you. You are a project manager right now and a seasoned project manager. Speaking of dishes. All right. I will speak to you very soon. You take care. I hope this helps you see project management in a different light, right? Integration, scope, schedule, cost, quality, resources, communications, risk, procurement, stakeholder. Let's get them down pat, folks. Bye for now. Let's face it, not everyone learns in front of an instructor. Some people learn very well on their own. Others may learn by discussing the Pembok Guide with a trainer or coach. Others may learn by watching videos. If that sounds like you in any one of those instances, you need to go on down to praiseon.com. P-R-A-I-Z-I-O-N.com. We provide solutions for all modes of learning. Go on down and see what we have in store. Let's get back into the show. Project Management Process Group Scenarios Chapter 1 Initiating Process Group Scenario Mary is a project manager with a leading global engineering firm. The firm's two largest clients just merged, and where there are mergers, there are sure to be new endeavors, also known as projects. Hi, Mary. We just won a new contract, X1. We bid and we won. This is a client we already have, Doe and Zachary's merger. Really? They merged? Yes, and they recently stumbled on a fortune in some archaeological site after the merger. Wow. How exciting. This will require the best of our best in engineers, geologists, archaeologists, technologists, and of course, project managers. So I've decided that you should lead this project, since you led Project T5. (gasps) You are pretty familiar with the hardware requirements on similar projects, weather-related threats, and required capacity. You will also report dotted line to Bill, the new program manager who helped me develop the charter. Wow. How exciting. I am happy to hear that, Dr. Burns. Have we got any preliminary or high-level requirements and a business case for me to go through? Oh, yes, we do. It's all built into the charter, and you can read the contract and statement of work, too. All the relevant information from the contract and statement of work is in there as well. I would like you to do the usual. Have a preliminary internal meeting with the teams and get all the key players on board. Do the usual. Scope out the detail using previous projects as a benchmark and get us a schedule together by the end of the month to present to the client. Sounds like a plan. Which engineering team was pre-assigned during the sale? Team 5, Douglas and Max. And you know what tough nuts they can be with their time, so plan carefully. Get them on board with anything you finalize and run it by me before the end of the month. I'll be in Germany early next week, but I should be back in a couple of weeks. If you need me urgently, please contact Liz first. Accounting will have the charge code XY15A open for you to begin charging. Contract value is $50 million for the duration, but look out for those funding limits. Okay, thanks, Frank. I will follow up with you before the meeting. 
Oh, and before I forget, let me sign that charter so you can get it archived. You know how Pincus espouses the digital nervous system and organizational process assets thing. <laughs> True. He became a convert after he witnessed the value of a PMBOK and PMP-centric organization. Pincus knows we stand no chance on those GSA schedules, which is probably why he wants all PMs certified by the next fiscal year. We are getting there, though. We're still CMMI level 2, in my opinion. <laughs> all the boys from Flight Wing are PMPs and PMI ACPs. Talk about being provoked by the competition. We will be stepping things up a notch after this project. Those chairmen, Zachary, is pretty demanding. And if we want their continued business, we really need to step up to the plate. Indeed. Hopefully we will win the huge contract from the MOD next year, but I better jump on X1 right away and start my stakeholder identification and stakeholder analysis. You bet. Why don't you send me your stakeholder register when you're done, and let's see if there's anyone to add from our sister companies or externally. Initiating the project in plain terms. Initiating the project involves identifying a need, understanding the business case, and the high-level requirements, and then transforming all that information into a succinct, precise project charter, which authorizes the project. It also involves identifying and analyzing project stakeholders. <laughs> 